0: What's up, everybody? It's Jordan, and welcome to the Sports Dude Hind Show, and this is my part four of my part 32 series where I do a free agency mock simulation and a three-round mock draft for each NFL team. This one is of the New York Jets, and joining me in today's video is a New York Jets fan. I have Kenny from Kenny the Sports Guy podcast. How you doing today, Kenny?
1: Hey, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Uh, just hanging in there, working hard. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on the show again.
0: Yeah, really glad you can, you know, join my video today so you can kind of talk about, you know, your favorite team in New York Jets, this Jets team I am so freaking exciting for this year. I'm not even a Jets fan, and I'm so intrigued by this team. You know, with some of the, you know, moves they have done, cutting some of these guys like Shaq Lawson, they have like $60 million in cap space with a quarterback who I think is going to be really good. They have two top 10 picks this season, very intrigued by the Jets. So we already cut Shaq Lawson. You know, the Jets cut him several weeks ago. Like I said, they have sixty million dollars in cap space. So who are some guys you kind of you think the Jets should maybe end up re-signing?
1: Oof. Uh, where to begin with that, actually, man? Let's see. Oof. The first person that didn't re-sign is Braxton Berrios, because he actually carried the team last year. And he's clearly the best number one receiver in the Jets have right now. Uh, because Jameson Crowder, he's a good wide receiver, but he gets injured a lot, so he's very injury prone. So, I I would rather re sign Braxton Berrios over um Jameson Crowder, and also we need help in the O line because that O line we have this year just murdered Zach Wilson. So, I think I, I don't think we should sign anybody, any O line now. I think we should just wait till the draft. Like we should draft uh Ikim Inou from uh NC State. I think he's a really good uh all uh, offensive lineman. Um we're not sure about what happened with um Bekai Becken because he he got hurt and some say that his career is over. So I if I would suggest I I might as well, you know, draft the O-line. And draft somebody in the uh, cornerback position because our secondary just got straight up murdered last year uh, with the deep deep threats out there. I mean, yeah, I mean, just focus on signing a a top-notch wide receiver, uh, re-signing Barrios, um, drafting a young and up-and-coming O-line and a cornerback.
0: Yeah, when I look at the Jets, you know, there's three guys I really think they should end up re-signing. I would say Braxton Berrios, Marcus May, because, I mean, Marcus if, May's two, Yeah, if he's not in the secondary, you know, Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame, he could be there at the fourth pick, but you're not really for sure. And you don't really want to take that chance of just hoping a guy's available and not re-signing your guy because of that. Uh, so uh, Berrios, uh, Marcus May, and also Eddie Pinero, you know, the Jets have kind of had some kicking issues, and I feel like he's kind of done. Yep. Yeah, a decent job for them this past season. So, Braxton Barrios, I would say probably around four million for him, maybe four or five. I would give it six. All right, uh, six. Let's see here.
1: Yeah.
0: It's interesting because you have some of these guys, like right, Barrios, um, you know, who are gonna, you know, if you give him four or five, maybe even six, he's gonna, you know, be very productive and make worth that six million dollar contract. So, are you thinking three or four years for Barrios?
1: I would give him a three year, six year, three year, $6 million deal. All right.
0: We'll 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 have the percentage probably about a, around 65, 70, because that's, I would say that's probably what most are. And that would make some sense. So he accepts the deal. So we're able to get Berrios. We'll try Marcus May. I'm kind of thinking in the 10 to 12 range for Marcus May. Are you kind of thinking the same uh, way for that? Uh,
1: 10 to $13 million price range there, I think for. Maybe four to five years.
0: It's interesting because when you look at Marcus May and you look at other guys, um, somebody really to look out for is Jesse Bates. Whoever get like, if Jesse Bates signs a contract worth $60 million or something like that, don't be surprised when Marcus May gets like 13 Or, you know, if, if Bates gets lower, maybe Marcus May gets paid a little bit uh, less than people kind of anticipated. That's, mm-hmm. I think that's something to very to keep an eye on for, especially with Bates being with the Bengals. Hopefully, we we'll end up sending him. You know, obviously, if you're new to my channel, you would know that I'm a big, big Bengals fan. Yep. And um, kickers don't get much. I was kind of thinking just like two million, two three. I kind of think I would, two.
1: I would, I would sign him for a one year deal to see how he does this season, and maybe two to three million.
0: Yeah, it, it's interesting because you look at kickers, type of like some kickers are really, really good, and some guys might have you know one good season. Mm-hmm. And Eddie Pinero has had one good year. And let me see here. Eddie Pinero has had one good season. And, you know, if you have him on a one-year deal, I think that's a good idea because uh, it's kind of a prove-it deal. Like, okay, you played one good year. Let's see if we can do it again. If we do it one more time, we'll give you a better contract. And, you know, we've seen many teams do that uh, the past several years with you know, def- specifically like rebuilding teams. I know the Houston Texans did that a lot this past year. Uh, guys like... Um, Jeff Driscoll, um, guys like Alex Erickson, and people like that. So many guys, and then if they pay off, you give them a better contract. So with the Jets, after we re-sign those guys, we have $47 million in cap space. Normally, about four to $5 million is saved for rookie draft picks. So just above, I would guess, let's say $40 million. Um, to me, there's a couple guys I'm very interested in. There's Mike Williams, Michael Gallup. McKenzie Alexander, the slot corner, I think he's very underrated. A.J. Kane, the guard from Jacksonville. Uh, Carlton Davis, the corner from Tampa Bay. Riley Reef, the right tackle from Cincinnati. Also, if the Jets want to be, you know, spenders, maybe Brandon Sharif, the guard from the, uh, Washington. And it's one of those situations where, you know, those offensive linemen are very expensive, but at the same time, you don't want to take a chance and having Zach Wilson end up by like Joe Burrow. I, I mean, it, it sucks having a team who – if you just give them a little bit better offensive line, they can be great. And I feel like that's the exact same way for um, Zach Wilson and the Jets. So who is there anybody uh, who you're very interested in targeting in free agency?
1: Oof. I'm looking at the wide receiver uh, free agents right now. And, okay, before we get into it, Devontae Adams is not going nowhere. He's going to stay with the Packers somehow. Uh, Mike Williams could be a nice addition. Chris Godwin could play in the slot. I really like Michael Gallup. I mean, he got hurt last year. I mean, he's been hurt throughout the entire year. And he has been – he has shown that he could be productive in the offense. And I really like Michael Gallup. Uh, Odell, he's staying, in, he's staying in Los Angeles. Uh, Allen Robinson, he could be a nice addition. Juju Smith Schuster. Hmm, Schuster. Oh, man. He – I like him, but he's on TikTok a lot, and he's on social media a lot, and I don't want that in my team. <laughs> um, but as for the rest, I would, you know what? I would take a flyer back on uh, Jameson Crowder. He he has been pretty productive as well. Um, A.J. Green, hmm. maybe, but but for me, I think I would just sign. Either Michael Gallup or uh Chris Godwin for the wide receiver part.
0: And it's very interesting because both these guys got hurt this past season. And yeah. that really helped that uh, that really hurt their you know market. You know, my Chris Godwin, there was rumors that he could possibly be the next the highest paid wide receiver aside from Devontae Adams, with him getting hurt in the year, that's probably not gonna happen. Gallup, I think he's actually underrated a little bit, and it's interesting. I think Chris Godwin. I think he's going to get probably 18 to 22. I know it sounds crazy, but I think that's a good possibility. Michael Gallup, it's interesting. I think I, Michael Gallup could be in the 14 to 17 range, and I feel like if you get him anywhere between that, I think that's a pretty good thing for the Jets because you get just another weapon for Zach Wilson, him, Corey Davis, Berrios, Elijah Moore, and if Denzel Mams could finally do something, man, this Jets this team is going to be fun. So with uh, Michael Gallup, What's what are you kind of thinking for his uh contract?
1: Well, for me, Michael Gallup, I think I would have to agree with your thing with your uh contract uh negotiations, but I think I, I could I see him making 18 19 million a year for that offense. I mean, he could be he could easily be the number one uh option. Well secondary other than uh Braxton burials. All
0: right, we'll try um 18 here. Um, now, this is the interesting part because normally contracts are three or four years. And it's one of those deals. You don't want to have everybody on four-year deals because they're all going to be free agent at the same time. You don't want to have everybody to three-year. Mm-hmm. You kind of want to even, even them out. So are you kind of thinking a three- or four-year deal for Michael Gallup?
1: I would say two. I think a two-year deal would be good.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, a two-year deal here for $18 million with Michael Gallup. We'll try 75% guaranteed. I mean, the Jets get him. That is a major, major help uh wide receiver. There, in my opinion, I think they already have a nice wide receiver group, but they just need one more guy. So, other guys here, like I mentioned, you know, you mentioned corner to begin the show. Robert Sala's defensive-minded coach, and they had a horrible defense last season. That's not going to happen again. Other defensive-minded coach. Some of you guys here: Kyle Fuller, Dante Jackson, Stephon Gilmore. Uh,
1: I could, did, I could, I could see the Jets signing him.
0: Uh, Gilmore.
1: Yeah, Gilmore.
0: What are you kind of thinking for uh, Gilmore?
1: Well, cool. let's face it. I don't think he has been the same player, uh, you know, years past. So I would give him maybe a one-year $12 million deal. I would take a flyer on him, definitely, because he could return the form.
0: Yeah, that's the exact price I was kind of thinking. And I, I think a one-year deal would be smart for him, kind of like we talked about before. Prove it. And if you're good, we'll extend you. And you know Gilmore hasn't really been himself to pass sober seasons, but that would be a great signing for the Jets. Uh, Some of the guys here, uh, let's see here: Desmond King, Eli Apple. No, nah, I mean, don't
1: don't bring Eli, uh, Eli Apple over
0: here. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I have to deal with that for right now, and probably for a couple <laughs> more years. Um, let's see here, Edge guys. Um, see anybody interesting? Justin Houston is getting up there in age. Jason Pierre-Paul, Melvin Ingram, Dante Fowler Jr., Hassan Reddick. Charles Harris is going to go with the uh, excuse me, Lions this past season. Jordan Willis. Jordan Willis kind of intrigues me a little bit because he's with the 49ers and he spent some time with Robert Sala and San Francisco. I'm kind of interested in him. I think that's a possibility. What are your kind of thoughts on uh, Willis?
1: Willis could be a good uh, edge rusher for us. I think I think um, CJ Mosley is, is pretty good, but he gets injured, injured a lot. But Jordan Willis would make a perfect addition to the team.
0: I'm kind of thinking with him four ish, maybe five at the max, in my opinion. Cause he's one of those guys. I think he might take a tad bit of a pay cut and might not sign as much since he has familiarity with the Jets head coach. Are you I'm kind of thinking four for maybe one or two years? What what are you kind of thinking there?
1: So for him, I'd probably give him a one to two year deal worth maybe eight to nine million. I think that would be a good offer.
0: I would try him for uh, eight here.
1: Eight million, eight to nine million—that'd be good.
0: Or you say two years? One to two years. years. All right, but do percentage here. All right, well, let's kind of see who we were able to sign. You know, let's see. So we are able to get all three of those guys: Gilmore, Jordan Willis, and Michael Gallup. It's a very. Nice additions to this Jets team. So let's see how much money we have left. We have $14 million left. So to me, I'm I'm really looking at the interior offensive line. I know left tackle is probably going to be, you know, they you know they have some issues there. You know, they probably have found their starter. Makai Beckton, there's a chance he can get traded. Quentin Spain, I like him a lot. I really hope Cincinnati ends up resigning him. A.J. Kane, Lakin, uh, Lakin Tomlinson. Some of those guys intrigue me. Also Connor Williams. Is there any kind of offensive linemen or guards you're kind of looking at here for the Jets to possibly get in free agency?
1: Well, the only car I'm looking at right now is Quentin Spain. I think he's gonna he he he's gonna make a good offensive lineman. Uh I like uh go down a little bit. Uh Scott Quisenberry as well. I think he will be like a cheap option as well. Uh Brian Winters is getting up there in age, but he could be good as well, and Kyle Long could could benefit. Um, he, he I think he just came out this year. Uh, he came on retirement this year to play for the Chiefs, and maybe him, Richie Incognito, no. <laughs> uh, but as for me, I will have to say, um, uh, Quisenberry would be a good pickup, and I like Spain as well.
0: I really, really, really like Spain, and it's interesting because I saw a projected cap thing for him, his projected signing per season, and um, I, I believe it was like seven million, which I think that's very good. Um, I, I'm thinking like seven to nine range, because I feel like I think he's one of the more underrated guards, but at the same time, I feel like people—the last game they see of Quentin Spain, you know, he was. Really bad against Aaron Donald, so people might want to take as many flyers on him because his last game they saw was pathetic basically.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm
0: thinking probably about eight for three years. Are you kind of thinking the same way on that? Or what are you thinking on Spain?
1: I think with Spain I'll give him a three year seven I would give it a seven point seven five million dollar deal.
0: All right, let's see here.
1: I mean if they could do that.
0: And with Spain, like the thing is, it's interesting. When you look at some of these teams who are rebuilding, like the Jets, Texans, some of those teams, and you give them a contract that's good or maybe a little a bit of an underpay, you kind of have to bump up that percentage guarantee so they so they really get some more money basically uh, to end up playing, you know, with that team. Let's go ahead and see. We ended up signing Spain. We did ex- sign Spain. I think that's a tremendous nice signing there. Um, we have about eight million left. Uh you kind of say you normally save about four uh four uh draft picks. So is anybody like a cheap year, cheap deal guy you're kinda looking at here?
1: From free agency or in the draft?
0: Uh for uh in the draft. We have about uh money for probably about one more signing. Hmm.
1: Let's see. What about tight end?
0: That's kind of what I was thinking. You know, I, I really like Dalton Schultz, uh OJ Howard, David Nojoku for the Jets. I think any of those guys would be really good.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think I like Schultz, but I also like Zach Ertz as well, uh, even though I thought he was being wasted in Arizona.
0: Yeah, it, it's interesting because with Ertz, um, I think Schultz might have a more likely chance to go to the Jets because I feel like Ertz at this point is probably just going to end up, you know, ring chasing with the team. And I feel like the Jets can go to the Super Bowl in a couple years, but not right now type of deal. So we'll try maybe Dalton Schultz. Um, I, I don't know. Um, the more thing about it we have about seven million dollars in cap space. I really I don't think he would be that cheap. No,
1: nah, I think he's worth 10 million actually.
0: Yeah, so that would kind of take us you know over the cap, so we'll maybe try to look for somebody cheaper.
1: What about uh Yuzuma? T.J.
0: Yuzuma. Uh Uzama, I think he's honestly, I think he's going to kind of be in the same you know boat there. I think he's going to get I think he's going to surprise some people with his contract because he was already making six. Mm-hmm. And up this year, I think that was a major overpay. I wouldn't be surprised if he got eight or nine this year because he's one of the leaders of the team. He's been with us uh, the longest, just about more than anybody for the most part, aside from a few people. So I, I don't really think uh, him because I think the Bengals will overpay just to have him on the team. Um, O.J. Howard, Hayden Hurst, um, let's see here. Trevor um, Cook will be a good fit as well yeah I was kind of thinking that you know Jerry cook, a guy who's getting up there in age, but you know despite his age, I still think he's pretty underrated you know he's despite him being up there one of the more older tight ends, he's still capable of getting four or five hundred yards three or four touchdowns for pretty much any team he goes to
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm thinking of maybe because you you don't want to overpay him type of deal to have no money for the draft. I'm thinking maybe three years uh, excuse me three million for one year hundred percent guarantee.
1: I agree. I think
0: that's perfect. That's like I'm saying, you know, with the um, you know guarantee money, you know, oh, a one-year contract. I'm, I'm an old guy. I, I would kind of like an old, I would like a one-year deal, so if I'm still good, I can play somebody else. Three years is kind of low, but with the percentage guarantee, kind of intrigues him a little bit. Let's see if we get him. We're able to get Jared Cook, so I feel like, you know, I would say we're probably done signing guys because we only have about five million left, and that's kind of Four draft picks, and you never know. The Jets could maybe cut some more other guys as well. So, when you look at this uh, Jets team, when it comes to signing wise, they were able to re sign Braxton Barrios. They were also able to re sign safety Marcus May and Eddie Pinero, the kicker. They were able to sign Michael Gallup, Jordan Willis, Stefan Gilmore, Quentin Spain, and Jared Cook. I feel like that's as, a good team. Actually, a, wow. a very, very good team. And who knows? Like I said, you know, the Jets might end up you know, um cutting some more people to get some more cap space. Or maybe they don't pay as much for some of those guys or something, and then they got other guys. So it's very interesting. That's that's a phenomenal team. That's a good or, team. That's a good you signing. Know, you know, Quentin Spain, I love that signing so much. And um I think he would do great blocking for uh Zach Wilson. So as we get ready for the uh Mott draft here. So if we've already kind of tackled, you know, left guard or corner, wide receiver. We did sign Marcus May, but if Kyle is still available, he's somebody who kind of intrigues me a little bit uh, with their pick. So they have uh, let's uh, multiple picks here uh, early on. So uh, let's see here, they have fourth pick overall, and they also have the tenth pick overall. Evan Neal is available. That is insane. Like this, this top three really makes no sense. I don't see Garrett Wilson going in the top five, let alone the top two. Uh, but Evan Neal, Akeem Ikwanu, the offensive tackle from NC State. Uh, let's. I mean, Kyle Hamilton's available. This is this is crazy. So, who are you kind of looking at here for the New York Jets with the fourth overall pick?
1: Oof. I really like. I really really like Evan O'Neill. Evan Neal. Like, I think he. We need offensive line help. Uh, he's the perfect one. But if we can't get Evan O'Neill, then Kenny on Green would be good. I mean, he'll be a good backup. Like for me, we just need an offensive tackle just to protect uh, Zach Wilson. So, for me, either it's going to go with Evan O'Neill or Kenyon Green. But a fourth overall pick.
0: I feel like Evan O'Neill. I mean, he's projected to be number one, but I have seen some stuff with Akeem McWanu possibly jumping him. So, as crazy as it sounds right now, Evan O'Neill being a four is crazy. Two months from now when the draft happens, maybe it's not as crazy as we think. I think Evan O'Neill would be a great pick at number four. We're going to take him. Uh, for the Jets and then the 10th overall pick. Let's see who's available here. Derek Steenley Jr. Uh, and Andrew Booth Jr. The Marvin uh, Leo. I think that's how you pronounce it. Some of these guys are very good. Uh, let's see here. Kair K- K- Elam is available in the corner from Florida. He's very good. I, I watch four games like all the time. He is phenomenal. Um, who Like, Akeem a- 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 Ikuanu, some of their big boards here are kind of messed up. Like, Ikwanu a- will not drop to 10 because, like I said, there's a chance he could possibly jump Evan Neal. Mm-hmm. So who are some players here you're looking at at the 10th overall pick for the Jets?
1: Oof, let's see. I really like Andrew Booth Jr. I think uh, he will be a good one. Uh, an underrated pick will have to be uh, Jordan Davis as well. Jordan Davis seems pretty good. Um Let's see who else. And also, if not, we could just have a wide receiver there as well. I'm looking at maybe, hold on, hmm. either Chris Ol- Olave or Jameson Williams. Because anyone from Alabama, they always succeed in the NFL for some reason.
0: <laughs> and it's interesting because this wide receiver group is so phenomenal. It, it seems like it is just what every single year that passed over seasons. But the wide receiver, I mean, we were able to sign Berrios and Gallup. We have Mims, Elijah Moore, and Corey Davis. I think, I mean, all wide receiver group would already be, like the Jets wide receiver group would already be phenomenal. I feel like right here, I, I don't know. You mentioned um, Andrew Booth Jr. the corner from Clemson. Uh, I think that would be a phenomenal pick. And just with a defensive-minded guy like Robert Sala, He's able to get the best of his players in San Francisco, even when lots of those guys were hurt. And all of a sudden, your secondary sucks, but now you have Stefan Gilmore and Andrew Booth Jr. I, oh I think that's actually I, really good. I, I'm kind of leaning towards that way. Are you kind of thinking the same way there?
1: Yeah, I, I think I'm the same way. I think uh, we drive one corner and then we sign another one.
0: And it's one of those situations where I believe we signed Stefan Gilmore to a one year contract. So if you don't have him, you still have Andrew Booth Jr. for several seasons. So um defense-wise here uh with the 35th pick overall Drake Jackson, the edge from USC, kind of intrigues me. Christian Harris, the linebacker from Alabama, is very, very good. Trent McDuffie, the corner from Washington. Uh, let's see here. Defensive tackle, Devontae Wyatt from Georgia. He's very good. Kind of surprised he's still available. Like, like I said, you know, some of these rankings like Malik Willis, zero chance he drops this far. That makes zero sense. Um, Zion Johnson's great, but we already kind of you know took Quentin Spain. Is there any kind of certain position here you're looking at in the second round?
1: I would take a quarterback too, just in case anything happens with um, Zach Wilson. Uh, I don't know if we should sign a quarterback, you know, in the offseason. season. I think maybe I would have to look with uh, with a quarterback and a um, running back as well. I really like, um, the quarterback, uh, Desmond Riddler. He seems pretty cool. Um, seems like a good player. Uh, as for running backs, um, uh, I really like, hmm, either Kenneth Walker or Kyron Williams. I think they'll, they'll be good, uh, uh, picks for like a running back, to, uh, to compliment
0: uh to complement uh Michael Carter Michael Carter the third yeah running back you know Walker Spiller Hall those guys are really really good quarterback I think it might be a little bit too early to draft one I, I'm thinking like third or fourth round because like Desmond Ritter is in the third round even though he's not going to be your starter I feel like that might can be kind of tempting to get a backup for Wilson. But I, Bailey Zappy, the quarterback of West Kentucky, I like him a ton. His pocket awareness is insane. He he's kind of like a mobile. I don't really know who to compare him to. Kind of like a Ben Roethlisberger, but mobile. It, it, it's really insane to watch him play. Um, quarterback, I think might be a little bit too early. Running back, it's interesting. You know, with Walker and Hall. I mean, they, they did draft recently draft Carter. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't hate it. Type of deal, but um, is there anybody on defense you're kind of looking at specifically here?
1: Well, I think we already addressed the defensive part with our free agent signings and drafting, and maybe a linebacker. I mean, we need a linebacker, Corey Mo, uh, CJ Mosley is always hurt, so it will be best to uh, to draft for a linebacker as well. I like Christian Harris.
0: Yeah, but Christian Harris, to me, in my opinion, I think aside from some of these quarterbacks who shouldn't be available, I would say he's a probably the best player available. And the Jets also pick him like three picks. So realistically, I don't think – Chris. I think there's a decent chance Christian Harris might not be available three picks from now. I would say maybe take Christian Harris and then maybe, like, if you're wanting a running back or something like that or a different position, if that's good with you.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I think uh... – yeah, that'd be good
0: for me. So, as we see here, Trent McDuffie and Chad Muma, um, I probably messed that up and saying that were taken. Um, so, let's see here. Any? Uh, so, are you kind of targeting running back here? You're, yeah, you're yeah, Kenneth Walker. Yeah, he had a phenomenal season this past year at Michigan State. Have really, really underrated season. So, we'll take him um, in the second round here. The Jets, let's see here, they have um, – it's interesting because, you know, the Jets have two first-round picks and two second-round picks. I think they're one of the only teams to have both. They have one third – I think only one third-round pick. So who is there anybody kind of looking at here? I know you mentioned Ritter. But he literally just got Pitt, uh the pick before us, which I, that is a tremendous pick by the Houston Texans at 68, getting Ritter. Anybody here on uh, offense or defense you're kind of looking at?
1: Hmm. Uh t- Trey McBride could be an option for tight end as well. Just yeah. in case we don't get um either Schultz or Ertz. So I will I would draft Trey McBride. He he's he had a good year. And also with um I mean I won't really focus on tight end for now because we really addressed the the offensive line, the wide receivers, and the running backs, um and linebacker as well. I mean, but for now, I think uh this pick should go to a tight end. And it should be uh,
0: Trey McBride. I freaking love that pick. That is a tremendous value pick because we—I know we did sign Jared Cook, but I mean, who knows? There is a chance that Jared Cook could possibly even end up retiring in the off season, and mm-hmm. we did something to a one-year deal. So even if we get him, we still going to need a replacement in the future. Trey McBride, that from uh, you know Colorado State, phenomenal. Pick there, so we have Evan, Nill, Andrew Booth Jr., Christian Harris, Kenneth Walker, and Trey McBride. Uh, with our uh, free agency signings, when you look at it, we're able to re sign Berrios, Marcus May, Eddie Pinero. We signed Michael Gallup, Jordan Willis, Stefan Gilmore, Quentin Spain, and Jared Cook. Holy crap! Yeah, that's like, actually a really
1: good I, signing right there.
0: <laughs> I mean, that is a really, really nice team, and uh, I mean, with a quarterback who, in my opinion, I think is going to be. Very, very good this season. Um, I think I'm, – I'm not going to say he's going to be one of the better quarterbacks in the league, but I think he will surprise the people this year because I think his second half of the season is not being talked about enough. First half, he was not good. Second half, he was much, much better. Um, let's see here. So when we look at this, you know, roster additions that the Jets had and, um, you know, kind of looking at their 2022 schedule, so – they play at the Browns, at Green Bay, at Miami, at the Vikings, at New England, the Bills, Patriots, and Dolphins at home, Ravens and Bengals at home, Bills, Lions at home, at Pittsburgh, at Buffalo, at Denver, and the Jaguars, and at Seattle. Um, how many games do you kind of looking here that you think the Jets will end up winning in the 2022 season based on our, our offseason additions? Oof. Wow.
1: Okay, so – the game against the Cleveland Browns, we should win automatically. So, that'll be 1-0. The Packers game, wow. It all depends if Aaron Rodgers returns. If Aaron Rodgers returns this season to the Packers, that's a loss. So, that'll be 1-1. The Dolphins, hmm. Wait, for some strange reason, we cannot beat the Dolphins this uh, this the, for the last five years. But, I think next year is going to be different, so... I think they'll defeat the Dolphins. That'll be a record for two and one. The Vikings. Hmm. The Vikings. Huh. That's kind of hard because the Vikings want to be a good team, but for some reason they can't. But I just do not trust Kirk Cousins if they, you know, if they decide to extend him or resign him. But I'll have to go with a win in Minnesota. That'll be three and one. New England, that's going to be tough because Bill Belichick is still the coach. Mac Jones is in his second year, and he actually did well against the Jets last year. So that's going to be a loss for the Jets. That'll be 3 and 2. The Bills, oof, they're like a juggernaut right now. They're the new juggernauts of the AFC East. So the game's going to be played at MetLife Stadium. So I think that's going to be a loss for us. So that will be 3 and 3 for us. Dolphins, I think that's gonna be a win. Four and three for us. The Patriots, I think we might steal a win at home with the Patriots. So that'll be five and three for us. The Ravens, it all depends on Lamar Jackson being healthy. Uh I think he's not gonna be healthy throughout the entire year last next year. Uh he I think he is very injury prone and he's just a phenomenal player, but Injuries just killed him. So it could be maybe five and four for us because we're going to lose that game to the Ravens somehow. The Bengals, the Bengals are, you know, AFC champions. So we got to respect that. Hmm. We beat them last year. A lot of people forget about that. I was actually at that game. I met like Halloween, Halloween day. And we had Mike White playing and. Could it be? Could it be a win or a loss? Hmm. I think it's going to be a loss for us because the Bagels are good, and it's going to be a record of five and five there. The Bears we can easily beat the Bears. The Bears I don't know what's going on with them. The Lions they're easy, so that's going to be a seven and five record for us. Pittsburgh Steelers. Hmm. It depends on who's who is the quarterback there. Ben, Roethl- ben Roethlisberger retired. So that's going to be 8 and 5 for us. The Bills, we're not beating the Bills <laughs> because the Bills are too good. That's going to be 8 and 6. The Broncos, hmm. Again, it, it all depends on quarterback in Denver. So if they had the right quarterback, maybe in Aaron Rodgers because there is, there is talks that he wanted to go to Denver. So if he joins the team. I would have to say a loss. That will be 8-7 for us. Jacksonville Jaguars, I don't think they're ready yet. I mean, they have a nice coach in Doug Peterson. Trevor Lawrence is going to his second year. He might, you know, do better in his first, in his second year than his first year. But I don't think it's going to be enough. So that's going to be 9-7 for us. And Seattle, hmm. It depends if Pete Carroll stays. And Russell Wilson's days. But I'm just not sure about the Seahawks, so I think we would steal the win at Lumen Field in Seattle, bringing our record to ten to seven. And I think we'll make the the playoffs as a wild card. It's
0: interesting when you look, you know, at this Jets, you know, schedule. It reminds me a lot of the Bengals schedule this past season. Everybody oh the Bengals suck, they're gonna finish last in the exactly. AFC. Exactly. Type of deal. Oh, Burrow's going to get sacked. Okay, he did get sacked, but he's still having the freaking Super Bowl type of deal with the worst offensive line to be in Super Bowl NFL history. This reminds me so much of them because I think Zach Wilson has literally unlimited potential. His offensive line is the issue. He has so many weapons, especially if they sign some of those guys that we you know signed and drafted. Type of deal. And when you look at this Jets team, um, I see worst case scenario this is this was is this is if everybody's healthy worst case 6 loss uh, 6 wins but realistically i'm looking at 8 and 9 or 9 and 8 at the max i'm saying 10 wins and that's exactly what i said with the Bengals this past season i said 8 and 9 i think they're capable of being over 500 but my max is 10 and i mean look what happened with the Bengals you know they were in the Super Bowl this past season so it's it's crazy you know with the jets i feel like they have potential to be the, the shot team in the NFL. And you see some of these other teams, with the, the shot teams and stuff like that. You know, Maybe it's the Broncos or Redskins or whoever. I mean, that would kind of surprise the people, but they already kind of have quarterbacks who have played in the uh, NFL for a couple of seasons. The Jets don't have that. They have a guy who's only played one year who I think will surprise some people this year. His second half of the season is not talked about enough. It's crazy because... Everybody talks about Trevor Lawrence being the best draft prospect coming out of this past year's draft. In my opinion, I don't even think he was the best quarterback prospect at the draft. Zach Wilson is going to be really, really good. And I hate hearing it so freaking much being a Bengals fan. Well, if the Bengals can just get Burrow an offensive line, that's so annoying. That's like saying, well, wow, that's like that's like saying the Burrow is the Bengals quarterback. Like no he, like, he, really. took, he
1: took that offensive line to the Super Bowl. I don't know why people are complaining about that.
0: And exactly, but I, I hate I hate hearing people say, Oh, Bill needs the offensive line. That is true, but I feel like the same thing is with Zach Wilson. Now, if the Jets can get Zach Wilson on the offensive line, watch out. I, I am very excited for them. I, I said this past season, aside from the Bengals, the teams I was most excited about this past year were the Broncos and the Jets. Heading into the 2022 season, obviously, aside from the Bengals, probably the team I'm most excited about this year is New York Jets. With these additions, they are going to be good. I think they're going to surprise people. Uh, possibly maybe they have to make it to the playoffs. You said they could go to the wild card. I think it is a possibility. But, you know, this was kind of our uh, video of doing a uh, New York Jets free agency mock simulation and also a New York Jets a uh, three-round mock draft on profootballnetwork.com. Uh, so what uh, that kind of about does it for this video. So, Kenny, can, can you kind of tell us some of the listeners who are going to follow you on uh, social media and everything? Yes, uh,
1: I am on social media on Instagram at KennySportsGuy1. Again on Instagram at Kenny Sports Guy win, on Twitter at Kenny Underscore Sports, on and on TikTok at Kenny Sports Podcast. You can find my my episodes on com Can with two wins. again com Can with two wins.
0: Yeah, I'll definitely put the link in the description below. I've seen some of your content recently. You know, with NFL and you know MOB and everything like that. Really, really nice content. you got to check that out uh, from Kenny's you know, stuff and the website and everything. Uh, but uh, thank you all so much for watching. Make sure to follow me on Instagram, the Sports dude Hind Show, and on Twitter, the S2 Hind Show. If you're new to the channel, if you've seen my videos before, make sure to make, uh, like this video and subscribe. I would really, really appreciate it. And I will see you all next time on the Sports dude Hind Show.